What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Top 10% Podcast. I'm Dan Carter, your host. And this week, we're going to have a special guest, Lincoln Roan from Michigan's Let Them Go, Let Them Grow. So stay tuned and see all the cool things we're going to talk about with Whitetail this week. <laughs> Bro, I just shot T-Bar. Oh, my God. Look at that top. Hey everybody, this is Lincoln Roan, uh, owner of Packer Max, called the Packers. And we are down here in Coldwater, Michigan, doing a podcast with the Top 10% Podcast Guys. And this episode is brought to you by Packer Max, the leader in Call the Packers, designed for the food plotter. Welcome back, guys, to the Top 10% Podcast. I am your host, again, Dan Carter. And this week we have a special guest with us from... Michigan's let them go, let them grow, and Packer Max, Lincoln Roan. How we doing, Lincoln? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me. Good, good. Well, we're glad to have you here, and uh, I'm just going to spin this right into an intro with you. Sure. Let you kind of tell your history, your background, how you got to where you're at, and with, you know, let them go, let them grow, mm-hmm. and then we'll uh, we'll dig a little deeper into deer. All right, that sounds good. So, uh, my name is Lincoln Roan, and uh I uh, am the founder of the uh, Michigan Deer Hunters Let Them Go and Let Them Grow um, group on Facebook, and uh, we've we've grown to approximately 40,000 members. Uh, we've been around for about 10 years, and we are advocates for um, better deer management in Michigan and better quality deer, bucks almost specifically. Sure. Um, so... Um, I had a couple opportunities along the way through this and uh, got to know. I, I bought one of the Call the Packers, uh, the Packer Maxes, about 10 years ago. And um, through the group, I actually met the previous owner and um, got to know him pretty well. And he had donated a couple of Packer Maxes to our events. And uh, he reached out to me one day and said, hey, do you care if I post uh my business for sale on your on your page and i said well let's talk about that for a minute so um you know i i know it's a great product we you know literally after we bought ours it was just an absolute game changer for our food plot program sure and one thing led to another and i ended up uh having the uh, opportunity to purchase the company and it has been nothing but uh, incredible experiences and growth ever since and okay it's just a dream come true for me and uh, to be in the outdoor industry, and I've met, you know, many, many, many people through uh, either my group or through Packer Max, uh, you know, guys that are in the industry. You know, we just talked a little bit ago about, you know, our, our Gamekeeper series with Mossy Oak and Bobby Cole reaching out to me specifically, and, and uh, you know, that's a pretty big honor. And um, so so that's where we're at. But, you know, it's just been a, a continuous upward trajectory and in, in growth, and we're shipping units all over the all over the country and, and uh, into Canada, and um, we have uh, already absolutely taken off for 2022. So that's awesome. Now, for those of you that might be listening and don't know um, a, a lot about Packer Max or what it's about, um, obviously they can go to your website yep. and your store is local in Michigan, Rockford. Yep, Rockford, yep. just north of Grand Rapids. There, yep. so. Um, do you have a website? We do. It's, it's packermax.com with two, two X's. Okay. Very simple. That makes it simple. So yeah. you got videos and everything on there. I mean, yep. it's a great product. We talked about earlier about it being a substantial step that's often mixed in, uh, or excuse me, missed in in the, the whole food plot process that we didn't want to put numbers on it, but we were sure. saying roughly it's, it's twice the germination and yep. growth and... Yeah, and just I mean, yeah, you get a you get a way if a far better germination rate, you get far better better quicker uh, germination, you better seed to soil contact, better moisture management in the soil, uh, which is obviously key, 
Um, and then by by combining those three things, you have a, a, a basically an overall better performing food plot. So you're putting out you know the maximum amount of groceries for your deer. Sure. You know it, it's we have guys that spend all this time and energy on food plots, and or you know on prepping. They do the soil test. They you know lime fertilize plant till right and then they skip the most important step which is call to packing sure and so this has um, made the call to packer uh, available to a lot of guys that normally wouldn't be able to uh, have one because they're so hard to find now uh, well and not only yeah. that i mean I, I know the biggest point for me is if you're you're talking like a, a weekender or somebody mm-hmm. that they maybe they travel to their farm yeah or um, they don't have a big trailer, they don't have a huge tractor, but maybe they have just a quad yep. and they're just using a smaller cedar, um, maybe a smaller tiller or mm-hmm. just a smaller disc. Yep. This, and, and I'll let you tell a little bit about it, but being the way that it, the, you know, wet versus dry weight versus, mm-hmm. you know, using this thing is, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The so versatility, I guess. Yeah. So it's very versatile. Um, you can move it from property to property. You, the, the weight comes from you know you fill it with water um wet weight is about 400 pounds on the single yep, four on, foot unit yep, right? on the four foot gamekeeper yep and then uh, dry weight's about 100 pounds so you can easily manage it you know when it's empty load it in the back of your truck take it to different farms you know um it's just easier to manage okay. even storing it sure you know a lot of guys will hang it on their barn wall you know get a ladder bracket and just hang it up and uh, store it in their, you know, in their barn for the winter. Definitely beats so. the old steel. Oh yeah, heavy jobs that yeah, it's you like, needed a yep, tandem Sherman triple X. To yeah, to yep. move them yep. for sure. Yeah, So, in options wise for the guys, mm-hmm. there's you said four options, right? We have five models. Five. Okay. Yep. So we have the standard version, which is kind of the entry level model. It has a, a tubular steel frame. Still a great, a great call of packer. It's got this. It's got the uh, profile scraper to uh clean the drum you know if you because let's face it we plant food plots when we can not basically when conditions weather conditions are perfect sure so if you have too much moisture in your soil already you know that that can wad up well the scraper keeps that clean okay um so then we have the gamekeeper series four footer um that's got the heavy duty three quarter or three inch steel frame and then we have a eight foot uh, heavy duty model which is two gang together okay and then we also, which can be easily converted to a four-footer, too, to get into the smaller, tighter spots. Okay. So if a guy was doing, like, a shot plot or something yep. like that in the woods, I mean, that would work out good if he's doing yep. his big plots and then he's trying to get a little little yep. small corridor-type spot. Yep. Great. Yep, okay. for sure. And then we have two two um, three-point hitch models. We have a four-footer in a, for small tractors and an eight-footer for, you know, larger, uh, more, more farm-geared tractors. So. Okay. Yeah, something a little bit more on the high-horsepower stuff. Yep. And, and I would say that... Just for for rough sake, if if a guy wanted the four footer, the average two fifty three hundred horsepower ATV is going to be. You recommend a three hundred? Yeah, three hundred CCs or over, basically. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now we have, you know, it's kind of cool. We get we get a lot of videos of of kids pulling it with like a ninety CC, trying to get into the, you know, helping dad out. Sure. So well, you know, it's, it'll it will pull it. You right. Know, I wouldn't recommend doing a <laughs> for monster long food anyway. plot, right? But. But yeah, anything over 300 cc's is plenty of power to pull them. Okay. Um, any other key points that you would like to to talk about on the Packer Max before we we kind of lean right into how you 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 alluded to that a little bit already of how mm-hmm. you got to yeah. Packer Max from yeah, Let so, Them Go, Let Them Grow. So we'll we'll kind of spin sure the other angle now. Yeah. So you know, basically, um, you know, the, in a nutshell, the Packer Max is is a, uh, a, a call to packer that you're going to be able to get into. It's, it's, it's reasonable uh, price-wise. You know, we've got some different price points that you can get in, and um, we can ship it anywhere in the country. Okay. FedEx ground. You, we use FedEx, and, and uh, I've had very good luck with them. And, um, you know, it's just nice to be able to drop it on somebody's doorstep. Sure. Know, which, obviously, you can't do that with a cast Sim- iron. Yeah, and it's simple you know, assembly and everything like yep, that. So, yep, okay. It takes less than 10 minutes to put a Gamekeeper series together. So Perfect. Yep. Okay, and then for them, to, they can obviously reach out on the website or email you or, yep. or call you if they are interested in getting one of these things yep. at their house. Yep. You got them in stock right now, which is weird with the world that we live in. Right. You, know, you never know when things are going to be in stock, and you yeah. have them. So yeah, that's we, good. We, yeah, we ran into some, some supply issues last year, and... 
and we we did a lot of forward thinking this year and we brought in you know we ordered ahead and we've got you know we've got uh units in stock and like i said we've already taken off in 2022 so i guess my only suggestion is if, if you want to get a packer max and, and you you know you start looking and you want to get into one now's the time do it now now's the time right okay so and I mean, it also, guys and, and gals out there, if it's something where you're interested in getting one and you're here local and you got some questions or concerns uh, about anything, we might be able to answer those for you. You can always give us a shout here at, uh, at Top 10 as well, yep. and we can get you in direct contact or, you know, there may be a point here soon. We may even have them here for you to look at. So. Yeah, yep. we'd definitely like to have some in the, in the shop and, in, uh, you know, as an as a access point to, to get people into them. So. Okay. Yep. Perfect. So now let's uh, let's dig into deer. Yeah, let's talk about it a little bit. I mean, we I know we got a lot of things like, uh, and we'll get into some we'll get into some deep nitty gritty Michigan stuff. But um, tell me a little bit about where when you started it, what was your direction? So when I started the the you know the group, um, I had you know I'm just a I'm just a deer hunter from you know from Grand Rapids that you know have. I've, my family's had property in New Agle for 40 years and we just got kind of sick of the, the, you know, same old, same old, you know, we, sure. I, we talked about this earlier, but I was raised in the, in the era of brownness down. You see a buck, you kill it. I am the worst offender. I have a whole box full of spike horns and four points. Um, you know, through this, through this whole thing, my uncle, you know, wore off on me. He's a, D, a retired DNR officer from the UP. And he said, you got to start passing deer. Sure. You have killed enough deer in your life. You know, that's enough. Yeah, let's get to quality, yep. not quantity. Yep, let's start working on it. I was so, a victim, too. I mean, I grew up on yeah. big farms in Hillsdale and in Jackson County, you yep. know, and that was our thing. I mean, we put deer on the ground. Yep, kill them. You know, that's it. that was it. You're deer, <laughs> you're deer hunting. It wasn't about, right. like, we weren't targeting anything specific. We were just yep. deer. Yep, if it had horns, yep. you shot. That was a better day. Yep, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, yep. so you know, so so he, he rubbed off, and, and uh, you know, we were we – were, we started doing it on our property in Nuego and we implemented some of our own restrictions on ourselves, and, and, uh, uh, we just struggled. I mean, we, we were, you know, we'd pass up a deer and jump our fence and get smoked, you know? Sure. And, um, so I, I had saw that, uh, the guys up in the Northwest 12, uh, mm-hmm. had, had, you know, started this APR process up there and I wanted to be a part of that. And, you know, was hoping that they could actually bring it down into Nuego. Sure. Where our property is. Well, Which really isn't that far, you know, from that region. And it, I mean, when you, when you look at yeah. it miles wise, it's close. I've said it a million times. Our property is eight freaking miles <laughs> from the border of the APR zone. Eight miles. And Which eight miles makes a huge difference. It is. And so, so we're not in it. And, you know, so we continued doing our management strategy. We, we, I met these guys. I, I became, uh, I was on the board of the Lower Peninsula Deer Management Initiative. And we brought a proposal forth to the DNR and we did all the state meetings. Um, and that's about when I started the group because, mm-hmm. like, I just wanted better deer hunting for not just for myself, but for my kids and for the state as a whole. As a whole. In the future. Yeah, in the future of, of this sport. Well, it's, it's, it's about like-minded. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about this too. You know, it's yeah. about like-minded individuals not necessarily looking at this to just go, okay, we want APRs or we don't want APRs. Right. And we're going to get into that a little bit deeper mm-hmm. as we go on. Yep. But I think it's it's one of those things where we're, we're looking at it to improve and everybody wants to, to harvest you know, a nice deer mm-hmm. or a nice buck. Right. But you and I talked about this when we were having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Everybody's definition of a shooter is not the same. Everybody's is different. Everybody's and, is different. And this is a perfect opportunity for me right. to mention the top 10%. Yep. Because of our our way of, of land management and the mm-hmm. way that we direct the people to target that top 10% of yep. their property or 3% or 5% or 1%. Right. And with you guys as well, the way that, that you look at it, it's the same the same similar deal yeah. where, where we're looking at all those things and going, okay, here's yep. what we got right now. Mm-hmm. We can improve upon that. But right now, this is it. We may be, six points may be it this year. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like, we're so... I've said it a million times in, 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 you know, live feeds on the, on the page, uh, you know, the top 10%, that's your goal. You know, I mean, everybody's got trail cameras, you know, everybody runs them, you know, within a reason what is in your, on your landscape. Sure. And 
you pick out the top 10% of the bucks on that you know to be frequenting the area, or like you said, three or five, whatever. Yep. Um, and that's kind of what you go after. And, and even with ant point restrictions, what we're finding up in Northwest 12 is guys are so there's a ton of guys that are passing APR legal bucks now. Right. Because they've never passed up bucks before. Well, all of a sudden, we have an APR. We have to pass these deer up. Well, then they start seeing on the trail cameras the, the results, the bigger bucks, more bucks. Um, and they start, it's it's a natural, they still go through the natural progression. Well, it, becomes, it just speeds it up. What do they say? There, there's like a, once you do it, like so many times, it becomes habit. Yeah. So that ha- it becomes habit for mm-hmm. me to, yep. to sit in a tree stand. And, and like you and I have also talked about, you have some of the best hunts you've ever had. Mm-hmm. You never pull a trigger. You never, trigger. you never draw the bow back. Yep. You know, nothing. Just observing. You're just watching yep. and learning. Yep. And observing you learn so movement. much more by these, these deer that are, you know, I won't even say super mature, but yep. even a three and a half year old or a two and a mm-hmm. half year old, you learn so much more about their behavior yep. and it makes you a better hunter. It makes you, you know, improves your, your game by far. as a whole. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And you you know, you you watch their habits, you watch, you know, watch their interaction with other deer. You start to learn how that, you know, how interactions with other deer affect, you know, bucks uh, specifically and then, you know, that translates into into future hunts where you go, okay, well this, you know, this happened. Right, yeah. this happened, you know, for whatever reason. You start keying in on that. Well, and you, you see those. Hunter. Yeah, you see the dominance, and you see different mm-hmm. different areas of, of of ways that you can improve. Like you said, as right. a hunter, as a whole. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. So now, now you've got you got the got the thing rolling. So you're like, okay, like now I need to get a bunch of like minded individuals together. That, mm-hmm. and, and most people that are familiar with with you and the page know that it was an APR based mm-hmm. startup. Yep. When you started, that was you were like, okay, I got to get this, you know, yep. that eight miles. I got to, right. I got to get that eight we miles. Close that gap, right? So that leads into now we got like-minded individuals wanting to to do the same. And what's the trend after that? Well, we, we've we've basically, you know, for for many many years, we 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 went after this rabbit that yep. was you know elusive, and um, you know, the DNR and the NRC led us to water on many occasions, only to you know, poison the water and, right. you know, pull it out from underneath us. So you can only do that so many times before you start to lose your, your, your well, mind. it creates a, creates a, uh, a level of frustration, right? Especially when you're trying to really dig deep and you put all this effort and everything mm-hmm. into something right? and you see nothing coming to fruition, right? You're going, okay, is this, am I shooting myself in the foot right. here or now what can I do? Right. Why to continue change? doing this? Yeah. Why am I doing it this way? Can I change it this way or can I right. approach it differently? Yeah. And that puts us to where we're at today with things, right. but, and we'll go into that a little bit more, mm-hmm. but, um, so when you started this and, and talk a bit of, about how the page just, took off and now the stories are coming not just from your area right they're everywhere yeah so you know we we it was and again it's 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 it was it's been a steady climb you know we started out with 800 people man we thought that was awesome <laughs> and all of a sudden you know next thing you know we have 8,000 people and now we had and then we had you know 20,000 was a big number well now we're we're we're, we're right on the cusp of 40,000 I think we're 100 short right now okay and if, which is if, great that's huge right it's awesome you know so we have Forty thousand people, and I get I get messages all the time that just say, "Hey, man, you know, I just want to let you know that, like, your page was instrumental in me passing up deer. I'd never passed deer before in my life until we started the let them go, let them grow mindset, mm-hmm. and that's very rewarding to me because I'm going, okay, well, I haven't been successful in getting, or we haven't been successful in getting antler point restrictions, but we've been very successful in in that cultural shift." that has been taking place in this state that we desperately need. And, um, you know, that's probably one of the biggest obstacles above and beyond the DNR and the NRC and everybody is that cultural shift. And if we can start to continue to change mindset, continue to grow Mm -hmm. um, and and get people on board, it's, again, it's, it, it might be a slower progression, but we're still making a difference in the state. Um, compared to what you know before we started and right. 
and it's kind of the pebble in the water effect where you know you throw a pebble in the water well that, that those ripples go out and that's yeah, the ripples happening. are small but right. they're still spreading right. for sure right and i think so, there's a lot to be said from that too because yeah. i think there's there's so many people out there that you you said culture which is a, a huge word and mm-hmm. and the michigan culture has been brown it's down for so long brutal yeah and mm-hmm. and not only is it something that affects those other counties, north, you know, south? And we've even seen it in other states. I mean, we've seen it in surrounding states, too, that have made changes. And we'll spend a little bit on that a little bit later. But yep. we've seen those other states go to one-buck things and, and different different trends that have allowed some really substantial deer to come out of those areas. And us as Michigan hunters look at it and go, yep. what are we doing? Right, right. And, and your page has led to... Right. People doing what they need to do. Right. And I think it's it's it spurred some thought in a lot of people. And mm-hmm. and again, I realize that not everybody wants to kill a I mean everybody wants to kill a booner, but that's not the main goal of right. I'm gonna say the majority of our hunters. But well, if we're you, all if, hungry and right, we love venison, right, so we, we, we want to eat. Right. And, but. and but if you if you don't if, if you if you tell me that a huge buck does not get your blood boiling more than a small buck. You're lying to yourself. Right. Because it does. And if you want to sell a product, you don't promise a spike horn. Sure. You promise a giant buck. It's it's what motivates us. It's what makes us get up in the morning and go out. And if there's no, like, I mean, literally, we've had, we've had mornings this past season. I hunted out of state a lot this year. Uh, but I've had mornings in, in in Michigan where I didn't want to get up. I'm like, I got no reason to get up. Why would I get up if I'm going to go see an 85 and J point? Right. Not, I agree. Not, it's not worth it. I agree. We talked about this. I, I sat know. twice in Michigan this year. Yeah. And I, maybe two and a half sits. So. Yeah. And I, I hunted, you know, I hunted in, and if I could have gone to Saskatchewan this year, I would have. But because of the COVID, we couldn't. So, you know, I hunted, um, I hunted Wisconsin, Buffalo mm-hmm. County. I hunted um, my lease in Illinois. I hunted. I did hunt in Michigan mm-hmm. uh, a little bit, only because m- mainly because my dad has sacrificed for so much for us to have this property in Michigan that I owed it to him to go hunt with him. Right, right. And so I hunted a little bit in Michigan, but then I and I hunted in Ohio. Yeah, and I won't ask you where that Ohio spot is. Yeah, I've right. seen some pictures, but I won't ask about that. <laughs> pretty crazy isn't it? yeah it's it's a good it's a good it's a good area it's just like right. my, my indiana spot it's a good spot we're right. talk about it yeah so you know it's just one of those things that that you know and, and that's what's happening i don't i don't everybody asked me for the data on this i don't have the data and i don't know but i personally know i'm talking anecdotal data that data that tells me tens of thousands of people are leaving the state to hunt. To, to hunt greener pastures. You go to a, a public parking lot in Missouri and look at how many Michigan plates are there. They're mm-hmm. everywhere. You go you go to a public park, a public hunting area in Ohio. It's it's Michigan plates everywhere. Everywhere. Yep. You go to a hotel in Ohio. It's all Michigan plates. Right. And people are done with it. I've got one one gentleman on the page just posted yesterday. Hadn't said much in a while. And he said that he's basically abandoned. He, he, I think he sold 80 acres in Michigan and said, screw this. I think I seen his post where he was saying he, he's just done. He's, yeah. He's, he's abandoned, abandoned, completely abandoned Michigan hunting. He only hunts out of state now. And that's a travesty, man. You know, I mean, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it is, it's a travesty. It's, it's a travesty that my family has owned 48 or 160 acres in Nuego mm-hmm. for 40 years. And I'm spending, 45, 50 days out of state hunting. Mm-hmm. That is a, that is sad. I get it. I get it. It's sad. Mean, it's it's a shame when, and we, we'll try not to dig this into a political hole, right? but it's a shame when I can spend a half a dozen hunts in another state, mm-hmm. and my quality of those hunts is worth 6, 10, 12, 14-hour drives yep. and hotel stays and ungodly tag prices right i spent i spent nine hundred dollars on tags in in illinois yep and i'm you know we're getting pushback on the page for you know somebody said something about you know tagging prices increase i'm like we pay 40 bucks for a combo tag i'd pay 200 for decent hunting in michigan i I would would. too i mean yeah there's thousands of people that would and so you know in comparison we are it's just it's crazy that 
that we can't seem to get over that hump in right. this state. And it's it's sad. It really is. Well, I think, we I could think, we could kill. We, I mean, we could easily rival Illinois. Yeah, easily. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, we've got we've got the area. Mm -hmm. We've got the deer. Yep. You know, it's just even yeah, even bucks culture. up north. Yeah, even bucks up north. You you put these deer at four and five years old, they're going to be, you know, one hundred and forty plus inch bucks. I mean, we and, know when you kill them at their prime, right? Or you know, you know, we've talked about, and I know back in when Kyle and I talked in the Indiana. Um, buck the HD deer that's what we were talking about is that maturity level once you get to a certain level mm -hmm. you know three and a half is one thing right and and I'm I'm all for you know that but when you start getting into that targeting a five and a half year old deer mm -hmm. it's it's a game changing right deal and the amount of deer that you see like you said out of state the stuff that we're seeing it, it's it's to be expected to see right. that because you know we're watching 120s every day right I've never the the, the I think three, three or four of the bucks that I saw out of state this year alone, I've never seen a buck even close to that in Michigan. Yeah, you know, I saw, I passed up a 150 inch buck in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I was hunting and, and actually hit a, a 170 plus in Illinois. Had a, at least a 150 or, or you know or over in in uh, two actually that we were hunting in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And I've never even seen a hundred that I would sit back and look at it and go, I've that buck was 150 inches. I've never seen a 150 inch buck in, in Michigan while hunting. Well, you know, and, and there's a lot of people out there that have it. Right. There's really, you know, and you're, mm -hmm. you're not far. I mean, Kent County's, you know, there's a high deer population. Yeah. I mean, what do they say? Yeah. Kent and Jackson are, you know, I know there's a few other ones, Barry and Hillsdale yeah. and all those have yeah. high populations. I know yeah. those of you that might know, I'm, I work on the insurance side as well yep. and the deer hit numbers are pretty substantial in a lot of those areas oh yeah kent county i think is tops in yeah the state it for, is top deer well and, and also because i think the travel you know amount and mm -hmm. the amount of people going in and out of gr is is yeah. huge too so that yep. doesn't that doesn't help that situation right. at all right um but anybody that's traveled 96 yep during They're all september over. to yep. january knows that you you blink you're gonna see a deer right so, and I think that's you know you know on deer numbers. I mean you know that's part of the DNR's holdup is is you know they want deer shot, and it 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 always amazes me that they can't see. We have a we have an overpopulation problem in a in in a pretty good chunk of the state. Sure, and we've lost two hundred thousand deer hunters in the last ten years. Right. And, and if we continue that trend, we are going to have a serious problem on our hands because and we're not going to have enough hunters right. to shoot the necessary deer. It's going to be a bigger problem than it is right now. It's going to be a way bigger problem. I mean, and if we continue the trend and say in over the next 10 years we lose another 200,000 hunters, guess what? We're only going to have 300,000 hunters in the state. Right. You know, and that's not enough. Not at all. And selfishly, I go... Hey, if we can't get them to do regulations that are going to protect young bucks, then the only alternative is to lose more hunters, and then we're going to start getting better hunters. Well, that's not. Yeah, it's, it's not a. It's great, a reverse. That reverse right. mindset's not good. Right, it's mm -hmm. not a good place to be because I, I know in my I know in my heart and my mind that that's not that's not you know proper management, and that's not. In there, and there, and again, I get I, I get pushed back to guys that say, "Yo, there's big bucks in Michigan." There are big bucks in Michigan. No, I'm not disputing that, but I there agree. could be a hell of a lot more of them. Right. And and you know, and and again, I talk to people and I say, just because, just say we get APRs, okay? Because they have them in the Northwest Twelve. There, it, it has significantly increased the uh, age class of the yeah, bucks. Yeah, the two there. and a half to three and a half yeah. year old numbers are. Just, pretty impressive yeah. as far as what the transition has been right. from one to the other. Very impressive. But the three and four and five year old deer are a whole different animal to hunt mm -hmm. than the ones and the twos and some of the threes. So just because we're, you know, you still have to hunt these deer. Just right. because we're going to put more, you know, more big bucks on the landscape doesn't mean that's just automatically going to. Uh, transition into you know filled tags. Right. It's not going like, to fill tags. Right. I'm going to kill deer. You know, every time I go out. Well, that's not going to happen because you still have to outwit them. You have to. I mean, you got to do your got to do everything right. Yeah, they're not an easy animal. They're, no, they're as, really not. No, as you guys are well aware, the, the more mature they get, 
the smarter they get. You walk into my dog's living room, and that dog's going to know you're there before you're there. Right. It's just the same principles. Same thing. When, you when you're in their bedroom? Into, yep. yep. You walk into a deer's territory, they're going to know you there. They're, you're there long before you know that they know you're there. Right. Before you see the white tail running. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a big point. I mean, I guess that kinds of, kind of spins into another area that, that I wanted to touch on, too. And I know you've kind of leaned that way on the page, especially in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's went towards that educational side yep. where we're teaching what it means to look for that right. top 10%, yep. 3%, 5%. What, how do you go about that? If somebody, if somebody comes to you and, and says, hey, what can you tell me or how can you help me, whether it's 10 acres, 20 acres, 500 acres? Mm-hmm. My, my first thing is when, when, when people ask me something like that, I, I tell them the best thing that you can do for your property to shoot big deer is stop shooting little deer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's, it's not rocket it, science. It, it's not rocket science. And I don't care what you do to your property. You How, shoot little ones, you're not you going to have big ones. You shoot little bucks, you're not going to have big bucks. I promise you. You might have a straggler every 10 years or something like that that happens to wander through. Sure. But I'm telling you, that's the biggest thing you can do is stop shooting little deer. And that that is, you know, that resonates with people. Like, okay, it's it's that easy. I'm like... I mean, it really is. Like, if you want bigger deer on the landscape, don't shoot the little bucks. You and, spell it out right, right in you know, six and, words. Yeah. Let them go, let them grow. Let them go, let them grow. And and that, that does, you know, um, the name is hard to say sometimes, and it takes a while, but, you know, the, it, it does resonate that that's what you have to do. If you, so. if you took somebody, like, that, that's kind of – Let's call them a little bit, uh, say they're a little sour, they're a little against that. And you say, let me just challenge you to doing this for for one year, mm-hmm. two years. How often when you tell somebody to do that, do you get a call back and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe what has happened. I can't believe my property. I didn't think this was possible. Yep. You know, and we see those posts. I see them all mm-hmm. over your page all the time where yep. somebody, you know, and, and we talked about that earlier, people reaching out and saying, right. hey, you know, you were you know, the big pillar in me changing the, my ways. Right. But it, it's like you said, you shoot little deer and they're not going to get big. Nope. Simple. Nope. And I, you know, we, we, I, I tell people too, you have to remove in your head, you have to somehow come up with a blockade in your brain that doesn't worry about what your neighbor's doing. Yeah. And if you let it, if you shoot it, it's dead. And if you let it go and your neighbor shoots it, well, you can't do anything about that. But if you kill it, it's definitely dead. And and the other thing that that we're finding uh, with a lot of, like, and I've experienced it myself in the last couple of years. There was years where we didn't talk to our neighbors because they hated us because they thought we were killing all their deer. Well, all of a sudden, these new regulations came into place. And I called them. I said, look, man, we're going to have to start working together because... Something's got to change. They are going to eliminate our deer herd if we don't work together. So next thing you know, we're swapping pictures back and forth. We're, you know, and we want them to be successful. Right. Because if they're not successful, they're not going to keep passing up young deer. Well, and not only that, so, let's, let's spin on that for a second. Because if they're not successful, they're not passing it on to their youth. They're not right. passing it on to anybody else. They're yes. not spreading that hunter mentality yep. that we're lacking already mm-hmm. in our hunter numbers. Yep. So that's not going to happen. I mean, right. the amount of young people that we have come into headquarters that are, are trying to get into the hunting game and mm-hmm. wanting to kill whitetails is not, I mean, I know what it was like when I was, when I was young. I mean, when I was dying to get 12 so I yep. could shoot a deer with a bow yep. and now they can shoot you know, a lot younger. When they're eight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And, and I look at some of these other states, these southern states where, I mean, I think if they can walk, they can shoot. And some yeah. of those, like Louisiana and right. Alabama, some of those, they can they can hunt right out of the womb. Right. But, right. <laughs> Cut the cord. Right, yeah. Let's, let's get, them, get them a rifle. <laughs> so, but I think it, it, doesn't, it doesn't breed positivity. Right. It doesn't breed um, a shared mindset mm-hmm. between neighbors or anything. And I think yep. that was I, the Brown is down thing yep. was a mentality that created that culture again, saying mm-hmm. that culture word that allowed us to look at it and go, okay, if I don't shoot it, 
he's going to shoot it. Right. And he's thinking the same thing. Instead of us communicating and going, well, you know what? That ain't what I do. Exactly. Well, that's what we, that's what we did. And all of a sudden we, you find out. Yeah. Right. right. We found out. So we, we, I, I told him, this is what our goals are. What are you guys' goals? And he said, they're pretty much identical to that. I'm like, well, sweet. Right. Then we're good. We've but, been on the same page right. and we didn't even know it. Right. And, and you know, we, and he said, quite frankly, I don't even know why we didn't like you. To be honest with you, like we didn't know. And he <laughs> said, and now, now we're fishing with him on Lake Michigan. He's taking us out on his boat. And, you know, I mean, it's just been pretty cool. Right. And, you know, that whole, he's got a lot of grandkids hunting this property. I've got my grandkids hunting our property, my kids. And, you know, my, I was, I was with my grandson this year and I got, a, I got a lot of static for this, but it, our rule is you can shoot whatever you want for your first buck. first first deer. First that's, buck. That's, I I do the first deer. Yep. So if they choose a doe, that's your first deer. That's your first deer. Yep. yep. And then we then it, you're live. You're yep. you're four on one side yep. or more four or on, whatever. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So my my grandson and I was with him, and it was one of the coolest experiences of my life. It's awesome. Shot a spike one, and everybody's like, "Well, okay, Mister, let him go, let him grow." I was. I said, listen, man, it's very spelled out very clearly in our mission statement of our page. Our mission mm-hmm. objectives is to get youth hunters involved. Period. And period. And they can shoot whatever the hell they want right. for their first deer. Now, we're going to challenge him to step it up next year. He's going to go for three on the side next year. And, you know, that's that's how it's going to work. And, and the good thing is you're, you're, you're breeding that culture yeah. into him already. So right. he already knows he sees what's coming off the property. Right. He yep. understands. And, yep. and I think there's enough social media and there's enough of those yep. things and YouTube and everything where like, if you can get the hunter mindset in these youth, yep. they're going to seek out that stuff mm-hmm. and they're going to want to be a better hunter. Right. They strive to be, you know, what dad is or grandpa is and yep. and so if they're seeing that and they're seeing that stuff come off your property that's exactly where they're going to end up yep. is they're going to be in the same boat yeah and i'm telling you my grandson every time they eat venison from that deer he snaps me a picture of it <laughs> and he's just proud as punch that he's putting food on a table for that's his awesome. family and it's just so cool for me to to you know to be part of that and right you know and, and exactly that that's breeding you know the future and that's we're dying we're a dying breed man i mean i'm telling you it's 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 happening as we speak and some of our hunter losses because of you know the terrible hunting in michigan but some of it is just a generational thing where we're losing people so yeah that's a whole nother conversation i think so the more that aspect yeah so the more in 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 you know if if you start getting these people into into the younger generation i'm they're not the problem no you get these kids in their 20s you know, 25, they're all about killing big deer. They're all about passing bucks or, you know, uh, it's the old, the old codgers like my, myself and, you know, yeah. and Scott. No, I get it. <laughs> I mean, and, and I, I, I like to think of myself as not that old, but I'm not that young either. So I, I I'm with you. Like it's right. they're the old mentality. I still was part of that old mentality. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're probably right on the right on the. I was fringe. right on the edge. Yeah, yep. you know, you look at like my dad or and, and grandpa and, and my uncle, but we still we made that transition. We, I mean, we started back in, I don't know, ninety six. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've killed anything under one hundred twenty inches since yeah. ninety six. Which That's awesome. In going back a, a lot, later than that. I mean, I think we that was the thing that once we started realizing what we could do and what mm-hmm. came, we were doing it long before anybody else was. Yep. But that was because we were seeing it on TV, right. the Bill Jordan days and all that, right. you know, real screen and stuff that was coming out. And yep. everybody wanted to be, to shoot bigger deer. Right, that guy. Yeah, yeah you wanted to be yep. that guy. But yep. it was a different way of what is coming now with these, right. these young kids. Social media, everybody says, well, that's going to be the downfall of deer hunting. I disagree. I think it's the best thing ever happened. I do. I think hunting. it's a boost to yep. some degree, there is yep. some negatives there, but sure. But you have, you have, you know, you have so many positive things. Like people are challenging themselves to do better, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and you have groups like like us, and you have like Michigan Quality Deer Habitat, and there's a lot of guys that are just keyed in on on you know the management side of it now more so than they ever have been before. And I see it in my shop all the time. These guys are coming in, they're buying habitat hooks, they're buying, you know, uh, stuff to do, improve their properties sure. and, you know, switch grass and, you know, all this stuff. And, and, um, 
you know, they're, they're just keyed into that. Yeah. They're digging really deep. I, yeah. I know that we've had a lot of contact as far as like our land management program mm-hmm. and, and people wanting to improve their property. Yeah. You guys have, have to improve their percentages. Right. Yeah. I mean, to yeah. improve their percentages and, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Yep. I think it's, I think it's due, it's due here that as a Michigan hunter and, and I'm like you, I think being on the edge of that, that era, I want my kids to be able to hunt here like I traveled to Illinois, mm-hmm. Indiana, and Ohio, yep. and, and I could mention some others, Iowa yep. and Kansas. You know, traveling to those places, I want them to have that experience without having to drive or fly right. or pay somebody right. to tell them, I know we got this kind of deer here. Right. When they can look at our, my farm right and go, here. Dad's got it all back. I don't have to go anywhere. Right. You know, and I can pass that on to them and, and, and whatnot. And I know you're right. the same way, you know, obviously. Yeah, and again, like, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm not saying that, that we have to grow, you know, a booner class in every freaking, you know, woodlot in Michigan. Well, it's not going to happen. We know that. Right, we know that. We're not stupid. But, you know, by and large, if we if we, if we we can keep, to, keep educating people, keep growing our group, keep podcasts like this going, keep, you know, as, as a whole – I think I think the mindset is going to continue to change, and you know we're looking at some other options right now too. Uh, you know, right. with our group, and uh, you know, with the the the, um, the regulation, you know, side of it, to where, you know, there was a one buck, you know, proposal that was kind of floated out there, and and I think it was, you know, we're not necessarily in love with it, but um, I think it was effective in the fact that it 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 stirred up, you know, the chum, and now, you know it's reengaging a lot of people, myself included. Yeah. And I, I got so frustrated with the state. I took a hiatus. I haven't really done much in two years. Well, this proposal came out and I'm like, okay. And I, you know, I've been kind of lightly engaging with the DNR before that, but huge you know, spike of activity yeah, about it on your page. Too, yeah. I know just crazy. Just spikes. Ready and now, you know, we're looking at, we're looking at, you know, that proposal, uh, we're looking at, you know, a hunter's choice possibility and what kind of effect that would have you know, where a guy could buy a single tag and shoot anything he wants. If he wants the combination licenses, both tags are going to be restricted. Sure. You know, would that have an impact? Um, you, know, uh, you know, there's a lot of data, data out there to, to, to go through to, to say yes or no. But the, the point is, is we're looking at other options other than APRs because they've made it pretty clear that we're not going to get a statewide. They don't. They don't right. have an appetite happen. for statewide. So no. what we might see, you know, and they did do a test area in those in those five counties, and it did have a significant increase in doe harvest in those counties, and they liked that obviously. Sure. Uh, it was 0.7 does per buck, which were the only state in the country that shoots less does than we do bucks. Yep. And so, in those areas, that in the doe harvest increased to 1.17 does per buck. So it was, that's a pretty, that's almost a half of a doe per buck increase in doe harvest only because of antler point restrictions were implemented in, on the landscape in those three counties. So, wow. you know, and, and that's significant. And guys are already talking about, I mean, you're talking Ionia, Macosta, um, uh, and Montcalm. Okay. And those three counties, guys are just blown away in three years with a four point on a side restriction on both tags, how many bigger bucks that they are seeing and harvesting. It's made a significant impact on it. And so as it should, as it should, as we know it would, because we've been telling them that for well, freaking 10 years, but well, let's take a second from that. And let's talk about, cause this is a good point for that. And we'll go right back into that afterwards, but can we establish some goals? If somebody was listening right now and we mm-hmm. said, Make some goals. Yeah. Set some goals for your own property. Yeah. Talk to your neighbors. Set some goals if, universally between all of you, and then what? Yep. If you go to uh, – I did a post uh, before deer season ever opened, a mm-hmm. month before. I said, right now, you probably have a pretty good handle on what's on your property, blah, blah, blah. What are your personal goals going to be for the for the year? Set those goals. And September then, 1st. Yep. Lock then, it in. And then stick to those goals. Yep. Don't shoot. Don't compromise. Mistakes happen. I've done right. it. I've shot the wrong deer before. I thought I shot a deer that I did. I thought, I mean, it happens. So 
and don't beat yourself up about it. Move on. Okay. Right. That's it's one deer. But set those goals. And, 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 and they're your goals. They're, not, they're nobody else's goals. Right. So, Nobody's telling you right. that it has to be this way or right. that way. And, right. and set real expectations for yourself is, is the big thing, too. Bingo. Based on your property, based your on your area, based mm-hmm. on everything. If, yep. you're, if, if you, you even wake up with. Even your ability. One, yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously, even your ability. Some yeah. people suck at hunting. I'm one of them. I can't, <laughs> I can't kill shit. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So set your goals. Stick to them. Okay. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I mean it, that's very important. Your personal. I think goals. it's a big. Yeah, I think it's a big player in in I guess self management and self improvement mm-hmm. as a hunter. Yep. And then again, it, it allows you to to see really what the what the real hard nose results are right. when you do that. And yep. I mean we've done that in lots of different different aspects of of our properties and and limited what happens. And you know if you, if you don't follow that, yep. then you know you're not going to get the results. Mm-hmm. So 100 percent. And I and I and I I love I love that top 10 mentality. I really do. I think it's a solid. I've been saying it for years. I, it's a solid place to start and to hold. And then maybe a couple of years from now, you go to the top five. Yeah. And yeah, then, like you said, top three. And the next thing you know, you're you're oh, my gosh. One deer. Yeah, I got one deer. I'm going to kill one that deer. deer. And, and and again, hunt that deer, stick to it and. It's pretty rewarding, and especially when all that comes full circle. Yep. When you're when you're you're in there working on your property, you you know you guys go in, you know helps a landowner with their property. Yeah, blah, boots blah, on blah. the ground. Boots on the ground. Get in there, do the work, do the you know do do the management part of it, and then you know you're planting food plots, and then you harvest a deer off your hard work that meets your goals. There's nothing better. No, no, it's Absolutely it's, it's one better. of the most rewarding things when yeah. you you it's put like, in that much effort and that much work. Mm-hmm. And then you can walk away from it and yeah. go, wow, I did this. Right. It's like winning a damn Super Bowl. I yeah. Mean, I mean, it just it's, is. a lot of things have, have to happen and things have to align. Mm-hmm. But if you know, you set your goals and you know what your property is capable of and things of that nature, and then you can definitely, yep. definitely make some, some positive moves that yeah. direction. Yep. So leaps and bounds. Yeah. Let's, let's go back a little bit. Let's dig into that <clears throat> legislation thing a little <clears throat> bit here that we were talking about things that are coming coming down the pipe mm-hmm. tell me i know there's some other stuff stirring in michigan i'm gonna let you just open that door a little bit yeah so you know i mean it, so that one buck proposal has kind of been tabled a little bit um i think it's you know it was kind of put out there to to see what kind of support the pot. Get. yeah a little bit so to speak and and so and it worked and uh it's re-engaged a bunch of people and you know I've personally been having a couple of back and forth with the department. Um, I know uh, one of the guys from the NDA, Eric Schnell, he's the president of the mm-hmm. NDA chapter. You know, he's been actively engaged in um, talking to, you know, the DNR, the Natural Resource Commissioners. I think that's where a lot of, and I, and I, I did a live feed the other day, and I was very frustrated because when it comes time for people to step up, like the truck drivers did in Canada, mm-hmm. we get crickets. Yep. Okay. We had we had forty thousand members. We had one of the most important NRC meetings in the history of this state with deregulations in Scottville, Michigan. We we said, okay, you come to this meeting. You don't even have to testify. You don't have to do nothing. You just got to be Stand there. Stand there. Stand there with a let them go, let them grow shirt on, and you're going to be entered in to win a thousand dollar gun. Mm-hmm. We had f- less than fifty people show up. Wow. Less than 50. We said, okay. And, and, and exactly what happened happened. We, they jerked the carpet off from underneath it. You know, if we had had 2,000 people standing there, it would have been a whole different outcome. I can well, almost guarantee it. Yeah, I mean, the approach is different when you got when you have that kind of backing. Right. And it, the backing's there. Right. I mean, it's on the page. Right. And when I stood up, I, I testified, and I said, if you're here in support of APRs, Mm-hmm. And with, you know, the let them go, let them grow movement stand up and 50 people stood up or roughly. Mm-hmm. And even that resonated with them. But if there would have been, I mean, if you couldn't even gotten into the building, that would have been it's a, whole a, different a game story. changer. A whole different a game story. changer. So then we did a giveaway for a thousand dollar bowl. All you got to do is write a letter to the Natural Resource Commission. It doesn't even have, I don't care what you write. You can be your own personal views, but get that letter to them and you're going to be, show us the letter that you sent it, and we're going to put you in a in a, in a drawing. drawing for a thousand dollar bowl. We had we had to draw from twenty five people for crying out loud. Wow! I mean, 
you know, so that's a little frustrating too. And I'm calling people out, and I've been calling people out because when when we call, when we when we say we need people at this meeting, we need people at that meeting. People have to step up if they want change. They have to be the change, right. and they can't just continue to let me and a handful of other people do it. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. You know, I mean that's so. spot on. I think I think it's one of those things where when I look at it, it kind of reminds me of back in the day when your dad was like, "Don't be a telephone tough guy. If you got something to say, right. go there and say it or handle it." Right. You know what I mean? We went out in the yard or the dirt road or whatever, yeah. and we went knuckles to knuckles right. and handled the situation. Right. That's what you're doing mm-hmm. with forty thousand people sitting here, and we need them to step up with you, us, everybody right. involved, and just as hunters in, in general. Yeah. And that's one thing too, like this negative animosity between hunters we're all hunters right whether your opinion is this or your opinion is oh, that drives or, me crazy. Or, or you shoot this bow brand or you shoot that bow brand right. or this. oh you're a crossbow hunter it oh, doesn't man, matter you suck it doesn't matter <laughs> we're mean, all hunters period that. like leave it alone right you know i what don't mean? care if you use a bazooka if you don't <laughs> shoot little deer yeah just don't shoot little deer you can do whatever you want <laughs> you know what i mean like so just yeah I, yeah everybody's I, I just, in this together and and we are we are literally driving a stake in between a wedge in between hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and some people say it's our fault because we're, we're, you know, championing for, for better deer hunting. Well, we're doing it for you too. I mean, right. you, do you want to shoot, continue shooting four points or do you want to shoot a bigger buck? I mean, well, you got to look at, you got to look know. at a lot of different aspects of that too. The things that are occurring in other States and, and legislation is cracking down on, mm-hmm. on hunters as a whole mm-hmm. and different types of hunting. Yeah, the antis are having a field day with a wolf, you know, with the wolf regulations. Yeah, wolf and, thing, and I mean, there was a, a bear. There was a spring bear thing not long yep. ago out out west somewhere. Yep. I just seen something else about something else the other day that there may not be any any other type of, yep. you know, it, it's ridiculous. Now the they're going after trail cameras. I mean, good yeah. grief, give me a break. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think there's always going to be a bad apple. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. So but, you know, with that, with that being said, with the you know, with the legislation part of it, like like pay attention to what's happening, get involved in groups like Let Them Go, Let Them Grow, or, or NDA, or 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 you know, even even being part of the Tom Ten community. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, get involved with these things, and 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 when you're called upon to go to a freaking meeting and just stand there and let your just let your presence be known, do it and make a difference and. Don't just keep letting other people do it. And, you know, you, you, everybody, well, I had to take time off of work. So? <laughs> right. Go take time off of work. So did you, right? Right. Yeah. I did too. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, so, so uh, you know, I guess, I guess that, that would, you know, as far as getting in, 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 you know, call your, call your local representatives and let them know. I know it's the Natural Resource Commission that it makes the ultimate decision, but there is pressure from the Senate and, you know, House representatives. They are constantly talking to the Natural Resource Commission. Well, it's that ripple effect you right. talked about earlier. You right. know what I mean? Throw that, throw that pebble in the water, and eventually they're going, eh, right. I, got, I got pressure over here. What yep. do you want me to do? Well, and guess who def- Guess who, who controls the purse strings of the DNR, right. the legislature? So, right. um, you know, there's gonna be there could be pressure put on from that. I actually... Um, I'm pretty excited about it. I've got a pretty important meeting tomorrow um, with a, somebody that could really make a huge difference moving forward. And uh, I can't you can't disclose it disclose right it now. yet. Yeah. But I'm it, it, it's it's a very I'm looking forward to high level it. meeting that that could make a huge impact down the road a piece. Good. But, so you know you never know. And um, again, if if you've got an opportunity to send a letter to somebody, you know whatever, just do it. So. Perfect. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good suggestion. I mean, there's, there's things that, uh, you know, a lot of the, the local shops, I know they, they put up um, petitions and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And you walk in there and you see a petition somewhere and it's, it's got 10 signatures on it. And you watch 20 guys walk through the door. Right. And you're going, wait, what's going on? <laughs> right. Sign this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get, get your pen. What mm-hmm. are you doing? You know, well, what's it about? Right. You know, and, and you know, it's just, it, there's a lot of aspects of that. And I mean, I think it's hunting as a whole, pay attention to that as a hunter. I think you need to pay attention to, to everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, obviously the deer world, cause that's, yep. you know I mean? So we all, I mean, yeah. so there's 500,000 hunters in the state that is pretty important. Deer hunting is pretty important. Yeah. And this, this deer hunting is pivotal to, economically to the state. 
Sure. In many, many regards. I mean, there's my business, your business. I mean, tens of thousands of businesses across the state that rely on successful deer hunters. And, you know, it's a multi-billion dollar industry for this state alone. Mm -hmm. And so, let alone the country. And so, you know, um, it's pretty damn important to, to keep it. I agree and help people be successful and, uh, and quality is one of the biggest steps in the, in the direction that we need to go. And quality is a huge word. And again, my quality might be different than your quality and my quality might be different. I think than mine and yours are the same, but they're pretty you, close. You know what I mean? Right. But, but I mean, but the guy down the road, his may not be right. And that's okay. That's okay. We're okay with it. Right. Well, you know, and, and you said, the way that things happen and, and stuff, and, and I'll spin this on the other side, and we'll go talk about big water for a second. Mm-hmm. A lot of the guys kind of cross pollinate into the fishing world, and I know mm-hmm. if you fish salmon, oh yeah, we don't want to. I don't want to open that can of worms. Oh geez, because you know I'm on I'm on that side of the mm-hmm. fence as well. Yep, but uh, but yeah, it's huge. It's uh, it's the same shit, same different deal. day. Yep, I, I mean, agree. It is. It is. I've got a, a, a friend of mine. Um, he owned the Outdoorsman Pro Shop in, in Jenison, and mm-hmm. they were huge into the legislative side of sport, you know, salmon fishing. And they have just, he's, they literally walked away, said, we can't take it anymore. Yeah, there's a lot, lot going on. You know, mm-hmm. I've got a really good friend that um, has got a lot of Great Lakes Salmon mm-hmm. Initiative yep. involvement. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's the like, same thing of what we're going to battle against if we all don't stand up and do what exactly we need to the do. Same thing, and and it, and it's almost to the point where you want one thing, they do the other. I, I've said it all along. If we'd have been anti APR guys right from the start, we probably <laughs> had freaking APRs. Right? They would have said kill. It's got to have six on one side. Right. We'd all been killing twelve points. Right. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I swear that's that's. I know. I, I know. It's it's weird yeah. how it works sometimes. Yeah. So, well, I know we're we're approaching the hour mark and, and without getting deeper, which we can do that later on. I know you yeah. and I talked about, you know, digging into some other aspects of, mm-hmm. of what's going on and obviously getting an update as we move forward yeah. and get closer to the season. And yeah. maybe we'll address some more about goals and things, but I guess final words, big things that you would say other than set some goals and, and go after them, you know, it's, it's time to, you know, start the growing process for, mm-hmm. 2022 fall so get some food plots yep get a packer max yep get a packer max get your food plot program dialed in and get your boots uh, on the ground boots on the ground talk to some people that are in the know like top 10 percent talk you know get somebody there to help you if you don't know um i've actually got some even just on some food plot side i've got some customers that are hiring me to just come out and consult them on a food plot program and just you know get them set up and um you know, I think uh, just enjoy the great outdoors in this awesome state. And, I agree. You know, and I just I wish I wish things could be different quicker, and uh, that I could spend more time hunting the state. But that's just the way it is right now. And so I'm going to Saskatchewan this fall <laughs> on a deer hunt. I'm going to Buffalo County again. I'm going to hunt my lease in Illinois, and mm-hmm. I'll be back in Ohio. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that all of us will be traveling across so, the Midwest as well. Yeah. You know, and and, and you will hunt here at home. Sure, I will too. You know, and I, and that's you know that's that's the thing I, you know, like I said about my dad. Well, my kids hunt with me too. Yep. And uh, you know, and I and unfor- I mean, fortunately for me, but you know, I'm going to try to get them out of state. They've not experienced what it you know what it could be. And yeah, you don't know until you know, right? right? Exactly. And so, so yeah. Um, okay. Good. Well, that's and, and then, it was, you know, and, and then real, real yeah, quick, sorry, you know, stay stay tuned and, and stay stay involved and in, in, in be in the know what's happening in the deer hunting world because there are going to be some changes coming. I have a feeling, you know, they they've done this APR initiative, you know, in those three counties. They could expand it. I don't know. Um, but when does that normally hit the ground? Um, you'll start. You'll start seeing May, it, June. Yeah, right in that area. Okay. And you know, if they don't expand it, then it's gonna be it's gonna be a full on assault again. And we're gonna go great guns and try to get. And again, we don't know what it's gonna be. We don't know if it's gonna be one buck. I I, I don't love one buck, but if it's the only thing we got, if it's one buck with an APR, yeah. You know, if it's hunter's choice, if it's AP, if it is APRs, 
you know, whatever that might be, what, we're, what you can be assured of is if we go after something, it's going to have a significant, you know, significant impact on, you know, yearling buck protection. So, okay, good. All good words. All right. Well, I guess uh, I appreciate you coming on with us today. Yeah. Uh, all great information. Thanks Again, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, guys, check out Packer Max. Check us out here at uh, the headquarters, top 10%. And uh, also check out the page. Um, and uh, if you're not already a follower, mm-hmm. let them go, let them grow. Yep. Get on there and follow. Follow our page too. Don't yep. leave us out. Right. Follow our podcast. And then uh, also just uh, like Lincoln said, man, stand up to as being a hunter and, and get out there and support, especially a deer hunter, support it all. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess we'll leave you with that. So, again, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.